0: scripture reading efforts
1: this morning. And this story is a familiar story that was rewritten and adapted uh, about two years, almost two years ago, by our children and youth. It is the parable of the Good Samaritan, adapted for our time. And we are hearing it once again as though for the first time. So I'm gonna have, um, Micah, do you you wanna reprise your role as the HDS student, the Harvard Divinity School Seminarian? Very, very wise, very learned, (laughs) thank you, Micah. Merle, would you mind um, playing Jesus? Thank you, Merle. Holly, could you be a very important church member? Very, very, very important. And um, Mike, could you be our victim? (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Okay. So, one day, a Harvard Divinity School student was trying to test Jesus.
0: Ah. ah. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, what does it say in the Bible? How do you inherit it? You shall love the wo- Lord your God with all your heart, and with your, all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself.
1: But the student wasn't satisfied.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but who is my neighbor?
1: Jesus answered by telling a story. There once was a woman traveling from Boston to DC for a march. It was a climate march to protest about climate change. On the way there, her tires blew and she got into an accident. Luckily, Pastor Kent was traveling to the same march. It's very windy on the road. He saw the woman hurt and stranded, but still needed to finish his sermon when he got to the hotel, so he passed her by. (laughs) Then a very important church member drove by and saw the woman hurt and stranded, but she was already late to the stretching into justice meeting and moved on. Finally, a man traveling—a man traveling to counter-protest the march—drove by and saw the woman hurt and stranded, and noticed all of her social justice warrior bumper stickers. <laughs> he stopped his pickup truck to bandage her in, bandage her injuries, offered her a ride in the truck, and drove her the rest of the way to D.C. When they arrived, she realized that she had never confirmed her hotel booking. And so the man booked her an Airbnb on his own account and dropped her off safe and sound. When he had finished this story, Jesus asked the student, which of the three was a neighbor to the woman? The student answered. Uh,
0: The one who helped her, even though she was different from him,
1: And Jesus said, go and do the same. For the good news of Jesus Christ, thanks be to God. Who here can tell me what a neighbor is? If you know what a neighbor is, raise your hand. We need a working definition. Someone willing to throw out a working definition of what is a neighbor. Really basic. anyone that lives in your proximity. That's great. Who here knows their neighbors? If you have someone like your next door neighbor, across the street neighbor, raise your hand if you know your neighbor. Okay, keep your hand raised if you know their name. All right, what are some, just shout out the names of your neighbors. Just. Great. Who here has neighbors that are older than them? All right, who here has neighbors that are younger than them? Yeah. Um, what about same age? You know, if you have any neighbors that are on the same age cohort as you? Yep, have you ever, this is a pre-pandemic question mostly, have you ever gathered with your neighbors in their home or in your home? Yeah, so you're pretty, you're pretty close to your neighbors. You know, if your neighbor showed up at your door and said, hey, my power's out and it's getting really cold in my house, can I just sit in your house for a little while with a blanket and warm up? You think you'd probably say, yeah, of course, of course. Or if they said, hey, can I, I'm baking a pie for my grandkids and I need a cup of sugar. Can I, have a, can, I, can I take a cup of sugar? All right, pivoting a little. Who can throw out a working definition of a stranger? A stranger. Somebody you don't know, great. If a stranger, someone you don't know showed up at your door and asked to come in and warm up, or take a cup of, sh- okay, take a cup of sugar, would you, how would you feel about that? Yeah, I'm seeing some, some like so-so, some maybes, you know. Why, why might you can reconsider letting them in? What are some reasons if a stranger showed up at your door you might be hesitant to let them in? Ooh, yes. They might cause trouble, what else? They haven't built trust. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Micah, did you have one too? I was saying you might not know what their intentions are. You might not know what their intentions are. Yeah. So Jesus kind of throws us for a loop when he tells us that even strangers are our neighbors and that we're to treat strangers the same way that we treat those people that live right next door to us that we'd gladly open our homes to and help out and he teaches us that with the Good Samaritan story where the last person you'd expect to be helpful is the one who takes care of a stranger, someone that he might have gotten in a Facebook argument with, someone who he might even be going to advocate against their rights, ends up picking this person up, tending to them, taking care of them on his own dime and making sure that they are safe and cared for. And Jesus says that's the person that was being a neighbor. So in this story, we learn, and I want to hear maybe some of the kids give some of their ideas, that what does it mean to love your neighbor? In this story, what did the person do that meant that they were being a neighbor? Just shout it out if you know. Raj, good to see you. Amen. What are some of the things that the the Good Samaritan did to to the person who was stranded? Tended to them, yep. Yep. What else? Got them housing. Yeah, that's great. So they were being really helpful. And so there are so many ways that we can love our neighbors. And today we're going to make cards for our neighbors who go to common cathedral for church. These are our neighbors who don't necessarily have somewhere safe or reliable to live. Sometimes they sleep outside or in the street or under a doorway, or sometimes they might sleep in a place called a homeless shelter. And there's a special church called Common Cathedral that meets every week in Boston, rain or shine, and gives people food to eat and water and coffee and juice to drink and even clothes for people to wear. So on the tables and in the chair pews, you might have a card and some crayons. And so we want you to think about writing a card or decorating it for one of our neighbors at Common Cathedral. And this might feel tricky because you don't know who they are or even what their name is or how old they are the way that you might know your neighbors who live next door to you or across the street from you. So we're gonna use our hearts and our brains to think about what are some kind things that you could write or draw in the card, what you might want to say to your neighbor if you knew that they were going through a hard time, Your neighbor. Thomas or Mrs. Jones or Susie. And when we are done with that, we'll talk a little bit about it, but also I'm just gonna introduce this. If you've used a QR code, you might be familiar. So these are all items from Boston Warm and Common Arts Amazon wish list. And today when you um, give your offering, I invite you to consider taking one of these cards And you can use the camera feature on your phone to scan this little link and it will take you to the Amazon wish list for common art and common cathedral. There are things like paint, underwear, wipes, colored pencils, disposable razors, socks. These are all things that our neighbors need. And this is a way that we can be Samaritans and help provide for the needs of our neighbors and say, yes, of course, you can come and warm up. Here's a cup of sugar. Only in this case, it would be here is some underwear and some colored pencils. So I'll give you some time now to write a card or decorate a card, and then we'll regather our voices and talk a little bit about it.
2: Forget. I want to thank, especially our musicians today, Susan, who is with us always, directing us, and Helen on the violin, and Beverly on the cello, and Margot and Nick leading us in songs. Thank you all. That's beautiful music. So I know you're still coloring, and I want to just ask anyone who's willing to say or show what it is you're coloring. What are you putting on your card? I can see you're deep in artistic. Concentration. Yes. Can you dot what can you explain this to us? Well, it's
0: a beehive. It's a beehive because we work together. We're social. And it says love, hope, peace, create. And then in the small little beehives that's growing, where the little bees will grow is friendship, warmth, safety, and I haven't finished. It.
2: Thank you. Wow. Anyone else? Mike, you were holding up yours. You've got a rainbow that says hope, may joyful bless after, after the storm, hope, may joyful blessings. May you find blessings, thank you. Our cards are rolling all over the place here. Anybody else want to share what you put on your card? Mine was not super original. I put wishing you a sunshiny day with love from the United Parish in Brookline probably add to it that you're always welcome here others what's elizabeth drawing she's she's yelling out i don't know if she wants me to ask her but what's she drawing looks like a flower she wrote i love you on the card sweet what's it like oh and yes leslie and leslie wrote a beautiful card that shows a person's face and says you matter Important message that all of us need to hear. What's it like writing a card for someone you don't know who's a stranger? Anyone? Feel like I'm in Ferris Bueller's classroom. This, yes, Amy.
1: You don't always know what to say because you don't know who you're writing to.
2: Excellent. Someone had a hand up over here. Where? Ah, yes, Caroline. Love. Letting someone know that they are cared for, that they, that they are loved and they matter and that we care. Like get most of that, great. Thank you, Caroline. Others? Any of our other kids who are here have uh, ideas about what it's like to write for a stranger? Share what you All
1: right, this card says, dear neighbor, I was thinking about you today and decided to write you a note. What a week it's been. I'm hoping you feel all the love that God has for you. I'm sorry for not writing more often. I know I could do more to help, and I will. Thinking of you, love your neighbor.
2: Excellent. And the other question is, what would you feel like if you got a card from a stranger that said something like this, these things that we're putting out? How would it feel to you to receive a card like this? Holly said, confused. That's very honest and true, yes. Dot says, delighted. Barbara said, dear neighbor, let me shop for you and bring you to the United Parish Church. That's very good Samaritan of you. you. How many of you did what I did in the skit and we've seen someone in need and we've been too busy and we walked by? Yeah, me too. So I think part of the lesson today is that we need to notice It's some of the same lesson we had last week and the week before, that we need to notice the strangers in our midst, the people who are crying out for help, because God is in them as well, just as God is in with each of us. And we're going to sing a song now that the kids have been singing every Sunday morning for the past three Sundays, I think. Anybody uh, recognize this guy? Ed It says it's Desmond Tutu. He had a birthday on Thursday. He turned 90 years old. Anybody remember anything about Desmond Tutu? That's his buddy Nelson Mandela. I think was he in They were friends with Nelson Mandela in South Africa. Others remember anything about Desmond Tutu? He has a great laugh. So someone over here? Yes. He was a, he was a bishop, an archbishop, yes. In the in the Anglican Church in South Africa. He still is. He's emeritus. He fought for justice, and he, yes, Valencia, what do you remember about Desmond Tutu? He's a good friend with the Dalai Lama. He is very good friends with the Dalai Lama, and they wrote at least one book together, which I recommend to all of you. So Desmond Tutu introduced this concept that exists in a lot of African cultures called Ubuntu. And this is how he describes Ubuntu. Ubuntu. It speaks particularly about the fact that you cannot exist as a human being in isolation. It speaks about all of our interconnectedness. We think of ourselves far too frequently as just individuals separated from one another, whereas you are connected and what you do affects the whole world. When you do well, it spreads out. It is for the whole of humanity. He also says that from an African perspective, it's very hard difficult to render into a Western language what this word means. It speaks of being generous, of being hospitable, of being friendly and caring and compassionate. You share what you have. And it says, my humanity is inextricably bound up in yours. We all belong together to the bundle of life. So Susan, will you lead us again in this song?